Hello and welcome to the Thursday show. A little bit late, but you know, better late than never. Coming to you live on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy, your host. I'm joined by Adam Camilleri. Evening, everybody. And Dustin Hinshaw. Hello, everybody. Uh, thanks a lot for bearing with us. Don't laugh at me. No, but look, I really do want to say thanks for being patient. This show, if you listen to it after the fact, you can't tell that we're a few minutes late. Uh, if you listen to it live, really appreciate you hanging in the chat uh, and being with us as we go through this. Before we get started, I want to tell you about some special promotions going on uh, with FLG. Full Color Terrain is back in limited quantities. Uh, going to start releasing some on Monday. If you number beat sets, if you get some sets, I think you'll have a little bit of a discount. Uh, you definitely want to check that out. Uh, it, it's pretty awesome. Uh, what a way to kind of like pro per table uh, with only a little bit of effort. Spend a little bit of dollars, get a couple of things. It's going to be great. Also, get those Atlantic City open tickets. Uh, you want to have them soon. I'm drawing for limo rides. Uh, really class it up. You do not want to miss it. Uh, jumping into what we're talking about this week. This is, well, I guess this week and every week, this is your weekly meta breakdown. Hyping up the biggest and most awesome tournaments coming up over the weekend. We're going to tell you what you're going to see. We're going to tell you how to beat what you're going to see. We're going to uh, also maybe unpack some meta busting lists that other people have submitted. Uh, and we got a few tournaments to go down. And then at the end of each and every segment, we have a segment called the Fuego Repito. It's kind of exciting. Uh, if it's, you're new it's here. A good time. Yeah, it's a good you, time. You, yeah, yeah. Hold tight. It'll be at the end of the show, whenever that is. My, you know, we'll see how long this show actually is. Uh, first okay. term we're going to talk about. Actually, we'll talk about three tournaments: Fantasia, Fantastic Forty One, uh, Gibraltar Grand Tournament, and then Grand Onslaught Three. Gentlemen, it's, we're all back. It's going to be a good one. We are all back. Uh, we got one from Scandinavia, one from Gibraltar, which is I, I don't even properly understand what Gibraltar is, but it's a nice place. I hear the good things happen there. It's, it's a little good. nub on the other yeah. side. Of- is it? I don't want to say. Actually, I don't. The want to the Iberian Peninsula, right, right at yeah, the bottom. Yeah, it's like other little bit of Spain. Spur. It's like it's yeah. like Portugal, uh, you know, Gibraltar, Spain, it, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around there. And then we have the Grand Old Slot Three uh, here in Tampa, Florida. Not actually too far from where I am right now. Oh, that's actually true. I forgot you're traveling around that much. But I love having all these tournaments from all over the world, though. It's good to see the meta and how it's kind of shaping out, especially where it is right now i know a lot of people kind of salty about some of it i want to see what it's like other places in the world well, as well what's really cool about one of the things we do on our show and what paul said so eloquently then we hype you up but the thing is we we touch back on some of these long-standing events in certain parts of the country and we can see like certain regions start to get a bit of an identity for the better part mm-hmm. of like the first kind of six months of us doing our show like london england was the absolute heartland of death guard death guard like was a predominant faction was always on the podium in london and it's funny to see these little metas coalesce sweden for the longest time especially post gray knights and t-sons was like the heartland of all the psychic phase armies it was like you'd see a grand tournament in sweden and you'd have almost a third of the armies being t-sons and granites and so it's really cool to track these things week by week and see the identities of these nations of these metas kind of coalesce and it's just it's just a superb superb thing that i get to do this is going to be one where we're kind of tracking uh, where the meta is is it caught up to the harlequins is it uh is it still you know dominated by custodes like we're, we're gonna we're gonna check is- that out is the circus still the greatest show in town? <laughs> is, the thing is, that was going to be the name of the show is this is the greatest show on earth, but I was afraid yeah. it would be too. Like, so maybe some folks, you know, wouldn't know that I was the circus. We would, uh, we would alienate a lot of the viewers on that one, I think. On that, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's not as bit... well known of a thing anymore, I don't think. It's oh. beyond us. <laughs> well, now, now I know where our, we'll, we'll just have to go with what we got. So there we go. Just know the subtext is 
could be the greatest show on earth. It's true. <laughs> uh, uh, Nurgle Matt. Uh, yeah, thanks for checking us out in the chat. I was uh, trying to get, get a couple of names before we jumped into it. We really appreciate everybody uh, hanging in here with us. Let's get right into it. So the first thing we're going to be talking about is a Fantastic 40, Fantasia Fantastic 41 in Sweden. Uh, Dustin, you want to run down what we got here? I would love to run down what we got here. So we got the Imperial Superfaction coming in at one Imperium, five sisters, only 10 custodes and 85 players, three Admech, and two Great Knights. And that's all the Imperium. So let's... Actually, more sisters than I was expecting. Mm. The Custodes isn't as high as I thought it was going to be, which is interesting, too. Uh, Space Marine Super Faction, there's three Dark Angels, one Blood Angel, one Space Wolf, one Salamander, three Black Templar, three Raven Guard, one White Scar, two Imperial Fist, two Death Watch, and one Blood Raven. Oh, we, we, we almost have a full set here. Wow. And very close. We're missing Iron Hands, I believe. No Ultramarines. And, and no Ultramarines, no, exactly. no, no Iron Hands, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and Blood Ravens, he actually, the, the gentleman actually just lifted himself a Blood Ravens. I've got no idea, like maybe not using supplement. Just like I am Blood Ravens, will not use Blood Angels or anything else. It's just straight out of the, the book. I, so, Blood Ravens didn't. are one of those like uh, bridge chapters. You know, they came out of Dawn of War. Uh, they've got a little bit of history and lore to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I. If I remember correct, did have Gabriel Angelos listed as his chapter master. So, what a mad dog. I'm not going to lie. The only reason I even knew about them was because of Dawn of War. And the, the, I think they, they did, did they invent nope. it? I think they had invented it for Dawn Oh, War. really? Yeah. yeah, it was. That oh, is, see, I, I know exactly where they came from then. I'm, I'm from the beginning <laughs> of Blood Ravens. I'm like a Blood, yeah. Blood Raven fanatic. <laughs> what I find funny is that the they, kleptomania as their personality was hilarious, <laughs> I thought. Uh, Chaos Superfection, there's three Chaos Space Marines, three T-Suns, and two Death Guard. So no demons and no Renegade Knights. Mm. Um, just to point out, there is zero knights in this whole event. No Imperium and no Renegade Knights. There's a big donut. And those are quite quite interesting to see now that we know the Codex is coming. Usually we see a surge prior to the Codex drop. That's true. I wonder why that is then. Mm. What the heck? Uh, Xenos Perfection, there's five Necrons, four Orcs, and eight Tau. Wow. That's actually pretty okay. close to each other. I don't mind that. Mm. Hive Mind Superfaction, four Tyranids, and three GSC. I like seeing that. Still no forces, and I think that's going to be the trend of things going forward, I, I, to Agreed. be honest. Uh, Eldari Superfaction, three Eldari, three Drukhari, four Harlequins, and three Osiriani. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. They always seem to just be in line with each other now. It is just, mm-hmm. they're always mm-hmm. averaging each other within like one or two lists being brought in. It's just It just goes to show you how good everything in that book is. Like anything it's- can be used. Like internally, like you look, you look, uh, there's the, the internal meta, there's the internal balance of a codex and then of a super faction. That looks to me like a very healthy super faction. Um, very well balanced uh, internally between them all. Like, I mean, all of them are still supercharged, still super powerful. And we're still seeing a lot of Eldari and Asurani this coalesce. And we've got a couple to unpack here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, really, before we get to that, though, we do have the faction podium. So, oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead and do that. I was going to talk it's... about Eldari on Eldari action. Hey, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's custode still in the front but only with 10 and then the golden cliff is more like uh i don't know a golden step to down to eight with tau and then sisters and necrons tied in third mm. five each that is, is this the tightest ratio we've seen of custodes and tau i think it is it pretty uh, much is i, th- I think we saw another yeah. one that was tau we've seen i think we've seen one event where it's tau over custodies and and that was not i think it was only by one list like it was eight to seven or something like that mm-hmm. but um it was in a it was in a much smaller event pool so it wasn't a huge blowout but yeah this is it's tightening the ga- the cliff is getting shorter but only for this event which is quite interesting because there's a couple of other events where the cliff is still well maintained 
if you're if you're just uh, tuning into the show, we we run down the factions, then we give you know the faction podium, top three uh, factions as a number of represented there, and then we try to highlight some of the top players at each event. Sometimes we just pick out you know what might be a I don't say wacky, but an unconventional list. Uh, but mm. as we get deeper into the ITC season, uh, which you can follow along at the uh, ITC. Uh, website you can see who who's who and where they rank uh, we're going to start pulling out top players in attendance at mm. these events and and going over the list that they've chosen to bring to this uh, these uh, tournaments exactly right huge uh big showing for sisters and necrons sisters I, I i almost couldn't tell you why that is even though i um have pulled out one of the sisters list that i found quite interesting for us to discuss for necrons i could see why you could you could see more necrons on the table they are a faction that people believe has jumped from being one of the worst into an upper middle faction at least what's your, what's your perception boys oh, i've definitely been feeling that too just with the changes to the core for destroyers alone and then mm. the point trust on them shortly afterwards it has definitely elevated them to another level and i think there's there's still some leeway in terms of what people are figuring out with the list but you're starting to see them bring these uh destroyer heavy lists that are making a huge difference in a lot of these matchups like custodes especially mm. well exactly what i was about to say they are because funnily enough e e both of the two archetypes we're seeing right now from necrons actually hold up quite well into custodies first and foremost custodies are not great at killing 20 warriors in a, in a hit they in fact outside of oof, i actually i couldn't tell you a unit that they have that will kill 10 20 necron warriors in one go so you're always going to get mileage from the, the reanimation and on the inverse of that the same can be said like three virtus praetors does not kill six destroyers in mm -hmm. fact you're more likely that they kill three and you get one back and they lose on that exchange and then on the charge those three destroyers very likely even without re-rolls to, to smash those bikes down um they are absolutely heinous but let's jump into the top three lists that i pulled out from this event well with, with necrons though one point is that one just made top 16 adepticon uh, exactly. Dude, yeah exactly right so yeah they're, yeah. they're very there much two? Uh, like two necrons it might no, be was, i mean I think it was just one, but just finding little right. tweaks to, to really close that, that, that last mm. game out. I know one of them made the top eight, so one of them won their first Yeah, round, Austin, uh, Austin Wingfield was the, yes. Yeah. And uh, it was very interesting for me, because uh, I didn't under, really understand his list. It was actually really interesting to, to deep dive and see what made that one tick, because it is quite complex, and there's more to meets the eye there. Um, but jumping into our top uh, players in attendance, first and foremost, we have uh, Mikhail Sergedland. Uh, Sergaland, I believe I've got that right. He's playing uh, Asurite. He's got a custom craft world, Children of Prophecy and Hail of Doom. If you don't know what that is, uh, Children of Prophecy means any dice uh, rolls of a one or a two on a cast or a deny um, count as a three. Now, where that is very powerful is that in your, all your casting values need a nine or a ten in order to get the extra range, which will keep you out of deny range on a lot of your casts. And so he automatically gets that. If he's one fate dice, and no matter what you roll, you're going to hit that second tier on the casting value. So it's very powerful there and hail of doom supercharges all your shuriken weapons um so he has a double patrol starts off with two fast seers five rangers two times ten dire avengers six sweeping hawks six wind riders three wave serpents then he goes into the second patrol has a two-man uh wall conclave uh baharoth who's op is all hell um another fast making three fast uh five more rangers ten more dire avengers completing the 30 that you're able to take five howling batches three shining spears with a super exarch and six warp spiders this is um, so you got th you got you got all the Farseers just slammed into Wave Serpents, being backed up by Dire Avengers in there as well. Or you can have all your MSU merely in there. You've got Swooping Hawks jumping down with Wolf Spiders doing your rod, getting your zones. You've got Wind Riders that you have a ton of CP to keep safe and uh, do 
all the damage. Those Wind Riders all have shurikens, by the way, which is interesting because usually we see them with scatter lasers. I think this list is another good variant on the the mono um, Eldari and uh, sorry Asurani, and we're starting to see more and more custom builds come out as people experiment. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I'm going to ask your questions. Like, I think a lot of people they may just got to go for that battalion. Here we have two patrols. Mm. What do you think the reasoning is behind the two patrols? One in the fourth HQ, four HQs is is the way I see it. Um, the three is not enough. If you wanted to go the to make the the big, you want to go the big um, children of prophecy plays, and you want to go the, for the big, um, what's the storm? What's all the mortal woos? Eldritch um, storm. You want to go for the huge eldritch storm. You need to get those three farces in it to maximize the punch. And the reason I like this a lot is because I see this as being a little bit of a tau counter with the the big eldritch storm, especially helping you eat a lot of people's drones very early and put a lot of pressure on. Um, and then of course you close the distance. It's got supercharged. Um, Avengers. Um, Baharoth is just such an X-Factor as well. I don't know anybody who's got a good Baharoth um, answer. How do you deal with him? How do you stop him from just being like one of the biggest thorns in your side? Yeah, he's never there when you need him. I mean, it's uh, basically, if you're the opponent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I want him to be there to kill him. I was over there. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, I, actually, I'm, is it a she? I'm not sure. I'm, uh, Baharoth's quite androgynous, so I don't want to assume any Phoenix Lord's gender. Um, but I really like this a lot. It's only got the it's only got the, the Banshees and the Shining Spears as counter assault, but I find that is enough, especially with the very small footprints of these units. The threat of them is is what you want. You want the threat of them to be enough to hold your opponent back for a turn or two, and then you can gain a lot of supremacy. Well, you, you put just a, a bare amount of casualties on some units, those units can legitimately wipe the rest of them. So Exactly right. It, it's everything's about uh you know, we kind of coined this when we were talking about it, is that the, the Eldar don't trade. The Eldari don't trade. They just take. Take. Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> and, and that's something that's different than how some of the other armies we'll talk about. Maybe we jump to the, mm -hmm. uh, speaking of which, the Adeptus Mechanicus. Uh, yeah, let's jump in. So this, is Rick, this is Rickard Nilsson. So this is one of the best uh, Advent players in the world, to my mind. Very good friend of mine as well. Great man. Um, he's playing a Lucius Battalion and a Patrol. So here's another one who's, who's spending a bunch of CP early. And this, this is a... Flash from the past, guys. It gives me shudders, and I had to put it down here because first time I've seen it in a long time. He's got three manipulus in his battalion. He has four units of twenty rangers, two units of twenty vanguard, already sixty infantry going into his patrol. He's got a marshal, two more units of twenty rangers. That is one hundred skatari infantry. And Ricard, babe, I thought we were done with this. I thought we were past it. We were all happy. Everyone was I happy. I think it's back. I really, I think this plays really well into Harlequins. I mean, just, I, I really do, because the, the the troops can't necessarily, they don't do enough damage, I don't think, mm. to get through 20, and all those shots uh, with yes. the, the most minimum amount of buffs that come from the characters, some of the best characters in the mm -hmm. game, just pound through those toughness five, uh, what, in a, five, six wound things. In addition, um, custodians can't handle this either. Both Custodes and Harlequins and some Asurani will really struggle to choose through this. I feel like the the issue is Tau. I don't feel like will Tau will just mulch it. Is is my the fear? You know, they give that extra range, so they they, mm. they uh, get past the negative range from from your opponents. I think this is mm -hmm. very much a, a smart build, even if it is a blast from the past. He's just going to get points, Dustin. What do you think of it? I actually. I, I hate saying this, but I love it because it actually plays really well. People, people are not teching to deal with hordes right now, and Admech no. still is one of the strongest hordes in the game mm -hmm. right now, if not Agreed. the strongest. 
I, I think they are the strongest. If we remember what they used to be able to do, uh, yeah. like, whew. I mean, I don't. I, he didn't have the veteran cohort listed, which is what I thought was interesting because it would avoid the blast issues that a lot of the tower weapons bring to bear. Things like airbursts. Oh, um, that's great. That's great. Point. But yeah. it's a hell of a lot more points to spend. Like you'd lose almost a whole twenty man to buy that. Um, and maybe he was just like, well, I'd rather just have twenty more bodies. Um, last of these list is another gentleman named Mikel. Uh, Mikel uh, Nasland. He's playing Sisters, Valorous Heart. He's got a, bata- a single battalion. Starts off with uh, Morven Vile, Canoness, 10-10-5 Battle Sisters, which is bigger than we usually see, but Valorous Heart's are a bit more durable. They'll survive longer on objectives. Um, for only five Sacrosynths. Now, that is quite interesting because that's usually why you take Valorous Heart. You take Valorous Heart to min-max your um, Sacrosynths, which some believe are the best unit in the Codex. Um, Dogmata, 2 by 3 Paragon Warsuits. Now, here, that's the spice. Five Dominions, three Penitent Engines in addition, five Retributors, one Immolator, and two Rhinos. So two units of Paragon Warsuits and one unit of three Penitent Engines. We're finally seeing possibly the beginning of the Walker archetype for Sisters. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, this, this is tough to say because uh, the Penitent Engines and the Retributors and the Paragon Warsuits, you're creating a little threat density. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you can get. I think you can get away with only five sacrosins uh, because of the rhinos. Uh, if he needs to keep some of those characters, you know, protected, then you know they can go on the rhinos. Yep. So can, you know, he can basically be a little switcheroo uh, with the transports. So that wall of iron, straightforward. Mm-hmm. What I love here is that Valorous has that beautiful bring, it, bring the ren down. Um, and Paragon Warsuits sit at 2 plus already. Now, there's a lot of AP, mass AP1 in the meta. You think Shuriken Cannons, you think um, a, you think um, uh, uh, b- 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 SMS, you think Airburst. A lot, of these, a lot of these things are operating on mass rend 1. But they can spike some of these things, like a Shuriken can spike. You can Moncar up and do a bunch of things to get extra rend in tower. But a lot of them operate on a baseline of a rend 1. Now, Paragon Warsuits sit at a 2 up. So if you're ignoring rend 1, you are just taking 2 up saves, man. And you could just power straight through them. As long as they don't have too many real guns. See, I, I that's love, right. That's right. They I love any one. <laughs> I love the yeah. pennant engines, and this makes me happy because I feel like the pennant engines will actually get to do some work because they're going to they're have to not, shoot the paragons. Yeah, they they're going to have to shoot. Paragons. They have, they have to, to shoot the paragons. Yeah. Uh, so there might, might be a little bit of duality. They can't shoot them all, but I believe they yeah. can actually shoot them all. That's Maybe. the thing, but, but you can threaten a lot of charges from reserve, a lot of long charges if you get the right miracle dice. My only fear is, oh, well, I think this is an experimental list. I looked at it, and I'm like, this is a gentleman who's just like possibly just throwing his hands up and being like, well, guess what? I'm just playing what I want now because the best list for sisters just kind of aren't cutting it. So, uh, Mr. Nasland, hopefully you do amazingly, and uh, those Paragon Warsuits prove their worth. Uh, so what's taking this thing? Oh, Rickard, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say the uh, mech as well. Um, yeah, yeah, and Lucius. You know, there's there's a there's a lot there to keep some of those those uh, hordes safe. Then plus the buffs, uh, that is going to be a lot of damage coming out each and every round. And I don't, I don't think people are prepared for it anymore. They weren't prepared for it then. It just kind of fell out of favor uh, yeah. for a, a brief period of time. You know, it's one of the things you know we talk about is that you know we can see trends. And we definitely saw the Adeptus Mechanicus fall off uh, for a little while in favor of some other things. And I think now mm. that there's been a couple more things injected into, into the ecosystem, as it were, uh, we'll see some of these these older builds coming back. Yeah, the only thing that, that worries me about Rickard's run is the fact that there is eight tower in this. There, so there's uh, 85 players at this event, if we didn't mention it before. And so that means it's almost 10%. Uh, it's about eight, eight, it's about seven and a half, eight-ish percent tower. Um, so in your run, you're, you're likely to play one. Um, 
and it just depends what that one is. He's going to love it if he sees like a bunch of rail sides. He's just going to be like, yum, yum, yum. He, if he sees five units of crisis suits, ugh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, Hobby Hammer did some math for us on the depths of McCain. He said 160 uh, that were on the slide. So thank, thanks for that. That is a ton of, uh, of bodies. What? On the table. Oh, sorry. I can't. It was 10 ends. My bad. It's just like, oh, that's 10. That's 10. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so oh, so and then Nargomas has been been waiting on a sister's list like that, uh, with a few less Repentia. Um, but I mean, it's, yeah, I think you're probably right. A little bit experimental, and then fighting dice. Uh, thanks a lot for for the likes and then tuning in. Yeah, those comments are how the people find us. We normally start a half hour earlier, and maybe that's why uh, some folks uh, figured we were doing something else tonight. But hey, surprise! Here we are. Surprise! Would not miss it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, every, every, here rain, shine, sick or healthy. Every time. <laughs> the next one we we'll talk about is a Gibraltar Grand Tournament that is actually from Gibraltar. So there, who would have thought? Seventy-one players. Look, these tournaments—they have freedom to name their tournament whatever they want. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to start some events back in, like you know, in Florida and stuff. I'm going to call them Gibraltar. Gibraltar, <laughs> um, Gibraltar amazing London. tournament. Yeah, Gibraltar, the Gibraltar London Manchester United. Perfect. They're kind of Piss off the whole meta. The whole there community. 71 <laughs> players, five round event. Uh, what are we seeing there? Uh, the Imperial Superfaction, there are 12 Custodes, two Admech, five Grey Knights, and two Imperial Knights. The Space Marine Superfaction, four Dark Angels, three Blood Angels, one Ultramarine, and three Iron Hands. Okay, so we found all the Iron Hands and Ultramarines yes. then. We just need yeah. to spread them out. And then we yeah, you need to spread them out exactly. Can't all go to the same event. That, that's uh, that's that's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Chaos Superfaction, five Chaos Space Marines, two T Suns, five Death Guard, two Demons, and two Renegade Knights. Then the Zeno Superfaction, four Necrons, no Orcs. Very. I had to. Do, I had to triple check to make sure that there is really? zero Orcs. Yeah. And five Tau. Wow. What happened to the Greenskins? No idea. Walter just. They're not okay with orcs. They don't like the Pushed orcs. Pushed them all, th- threw them all in the sea. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, look at that. Look at that spread in the chaos space. Or sorry, the chaos faction. Though. I mean, yeah, dude. The chaos, the chaos spread's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I think, it, I mean, with with, uh, with 12 custodes, though, probably that's where they went. That's probably where the orc players vacated <laughs> to, the, to the custodes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hive Mind Super Faction, there are three Tyranids, one GSC. And then Eldari Superfaction, one Eldari, four Drakari, four Harlequins, and no Suriani. I had to double check that one too. I was like, surely wow. there's not zero orcs and zero craft worlds. And 100%, that's correct. I mean, this uh, this seems like an interesting event to go to then with the meta that's here. The Custodes still uh, topping the podium with 12. And then the this is back to the cliff with mm-hmm. Tau, Death Guard, Chaos Space Marines, <laughs> and Grey Knights <laughs> in second at five each. And then. Yes. Drakari, Harlequins, Necrons, and Dark Angels. What the heck? Are they running standard if, missions there? I mean, it's like standard out of the book missions. Do we do we know that? Because um, sometimes that has a um, an effect. A well, point. we do know uh, Gibraltar has cultivated this uh, a more hobby and more hobby and casual competitive casual um, scene where they really value the aesthetic of the games. And so there are a lot of really beautiful off meta lists there that people just take because they just love their armies. Yep. Um, five Chaos Space Marines ridiculous at 70 player event that's like unheard of even though it's only five it's only five out of 71 still unheard of um but if you if the custodians would just players would just chill this could have been a beautifully spread event 
Because look at the spread. There, there is there is what seven factions There's, uh, uh, inhibiting second and third place on our podium. That's that's a beautiful world. Oh, sorry, eight factions. That's a beautiful world. No, and then Custodians just 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 bomb it. Just bomb it with twelve. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it says no space wolves. You know, so you know. Yeah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. Well, no orcs. Uh, I still can't believe that one. The no yeah. one I can kind of get behind just because they're still Eldari and Harlequins, so the mm-hmm. book is still being used. But no orcs. Come on. I love the spread of chaos at this event. So five CSM, deuces for demons, uh, renegade knights and T-Sons. Five death guard, that's a beautiful thing. Five grey knights as well. Um, I was quite impressed to see five GKs. I looked at a bunch of their lists, and unfortunately there's like nothing all that surprising in a lot of them. It's kind of what you'd expect. Uh, But... Yeah, I, I was real keen on this event. I loved the spread, and I wanted to see what was up. First and foremost, I pulled out a Death Guard list. This one is for, uh, by Jason Bourne. Firstly, I, I saw his name, and I'm like, well, I'm looking yeah. for a, I'm looking for a Death Guard list, and this hey. guy's got the name. So, you know. Supposed, like, this guy's supposed to be top secret. I don't think we can talk about it. Do not, do not dice this guy. He will break your neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll beat you up with a pen. Uh, he's, yeah, he's playing more terrible. Of course, we're, we're talking about the, uh, a play on the board identity in the movies. Jason Bourne's yeah, the character in the movie. Exactly right. This is not Jason Bourne from the. Well, I mean, as far as we know, anyway. Well, yeah, it might be. Right. Maybe this one is based on. <laughs> it's Matt Damon just hanging out in Gibraltar playing tournaments. Matt Damon. Uh, it's <laughs> played Death Guard, Morty's Anvil, he's got a battalion, Lord of Variance, a plague caster, two units of five plague marines, 20, 10, and 10 pox walkers, so for a total of 40. Um, set a unit of seven blight lords, three death shroud, flower blight spawn, two bloat drones with the flesh mowers. Thank you That's very much. What's up? And the triple PDC. That's and also what's PDC. up. That, I feel like that's a very good. Battalion. If you're going to build a single battalion, that's a good one. Um, weird. I'm a bit weird on only seven Blight Lords. I feel like you could drop, like, uh, a couple of the one of the units of Plague Marines or a couple of units of Pock Walkers and get to the ten uh, and, and, and just go just get it where you want so it. So the Pox Walkers, you, you have to have units of Bubonic Astartes to get mm. the number of of uh, Pox Walker units. I think I think yeah. that's still that's still the rule. Absolutely. So that um, means you could drop one unit of five plague marines and still yeah. have the three units to to set to to offset them. Or even make um, it bigger. You know, that's I think what you you know probably you know that's probably what I've done. Well, yeah. You actually that's a great idea. You could drop one unit of plague marines and then go twenty twenty pox walkers. Put the two two tens together and then get your a couple more dash route. Um, it might I have worked the, out to where the the points just didn't slot in together. You know, that's yeah. I, I feel like this, this is this made is just... to please all of us on the Thursday show because he's got the Death Shroud, he's got the Flesh Mowers, <laughs> yes. he's got literally yes. everything that we always talk about. He's got the PBCs as well. I the just... PBCs, yep. I I'm not critiquing this list, by the way. This has list has everything, and if you, if exactly. you have just want it. a couple of Plague Marines in it, man, just do it. Just do it. Mm-hmm. I love the Flesh Mowers right now. I think Flesh Mowers are great. I'm going to clip that. and uh Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll just roll it at the start of the show. You'll all be talking about I want to say, look, <laughs> all the things that you, you guys thought I was crazy. Baharath, <laughs> Flesh Mowers. Um, Swooping Hawks. Uh, yeah, well, Swooping Hawks, but those are kind of, I think, those are kind of Same obvious, thing, but, yeah. Uh, but Castellan Robots. Chaos, Chaos Spawn. Chaos for, Spawn. For T-Sons, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, this guy's <laughs> taking notes. <laughs> it is. Um, so Manny Chambers rocking up to this event. 
one of the top finishing people in the ITC for all of last year. Um, I was going to unpack his list. I clicked on it. It was a Harlequins list. I got, I read it. I got very bored, glazed over. Um, it's exactly what you think it is. It's exactly what Manny would bring in a Harlequins list, which is the most boring Harlequins list. And there we go, moving on. Um, yep. We have a custodies list, which is a little out of the norm. It's played by Stig Johnson, which I believe oh, is one Stig. of the gentlemen, one of the gentlemen off uh, um, Tabletop Tactics. Uh, lovely gentleman and a, and a great painter. Yeah, great, um, great dude. He is... Pl- He's playing an off-mena custodies list, and I, I wanted to unpack it because I think it's got some merit at the moment, especially into the mirror match. I think it's fantastic in the mirror match. Um, he's got a shield captain on Dawn Eagle, Trajan, as you do, because why wouldn't you? It's the best freaking two. The best, it's it's the best HQ duo. No, it's the best HQ duo in the game, I believe. Uh, but maybe Celestine and Morven Violet is up there. Um, two units of 10 custodies shield guard. Two units of 10. Um, two times five prosecutors, two vexillas. And two by three Venetari. That's the, that's all she wrote. Two Vexillas. Do you, do you, what do they? Ha- what banner do they have? Um, I will check for you momentarily. One of each. But I, I, if it was me, I'd be taking the minus one to hit on the light cover. I'd be yeah, taking the a... dense, yeah, and the light. And no, is there, it... there's another one. I didn't even know there was another one. I just figured those are the only two. Uh, there's the plus one attack one. Oh, pfft. yeah, definitely those two then. Yeah, hundred percent. You'd be taking those two. I actually, I really like the uh, the infantry spam custode list. I feel like it actually has a lot of play that people are kind of underestimating. I've seen it on the table a couple of times, and it's uh, it's annoying to fight against. Well, that's, that's right. It's so much to chew for so many armies. I feel like this is very, really quite resilient with the the amount of rend in the game. Like we said before, it's a bunch of rend one, a bunch of rend two. Um, shield guard, don't care. You're just gonna walk straight at him, especially if you've got light cover and heavy cover. You're gonna um really mitigate so much of the issues um pulling up that list for you guys right now oh it's it's more i mean thank you for doing that but i was more like are they trying to create almost like you know two bricks that they kind of come in from all angles of the table Mm. so he's got a defensor and a magnifica um which i believe is the two i mentioned that the the two um, defensive ones yep uh, but yeah, I I like the list. Um, I'm not sure if it's the the best thing going, but I like the b- biggest reason I like it is that it is so strong in the mirror match. Um, it's just going to be that that the opponent doesn't have the well. If they have nine bikes, they can probably dance around you and just hope that you fail enough saves that they get the damage done. But if you get to, if it's you go first, it's like a five objective mission. They're just, you're just going to outscore them before they kill you. Yeah. So, well, you say the custodians will. I I don't know that they're fast enough. Um, so one thing I did forget to check was what Shield Hosey is. I believe he's Empress Chosen, if I if I remember correctly, but I did forget to write it down. So my absolute apologies on that one. I feel like Empress Chosen makes the most sense. It does, and you can flex into whichever you need. Your strongest, yeah. the mortal wounds, and you get the, a, a couple of juicy little rerolls. Yeah, nice. So with the idea that like the Harlequins are uh, almost like the you know the t- top mm. of the heap at this moment, and we know. Uh, there's going to be there. Is that the obvious choice of winning this tournament, or is there something that could sweep past it? It's hard to pick against Manny when he's at a yeah. thing with a, playing the best army in the game. One of but the best players Manny in the with Harlequins. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's just gonna he's just gonna bore you to tears, and you're gonna he's gonna beat you. Well, he's, no, he's just gonna not engage. He's just not play Warhammer to like play Warhammer, and he's gonna shoot you to death. Um, I yeah, I you can't not pick Manny to win, but it's it's interesting to pick. Um, against 12, 12 custodies in this meta, and just not not picking one of them is actually really interesting. Um, 
it just shows that they are kind of on a little bit of a decline, at least within the top like four or five like four or five lists and factions. They they're towards the bottom now. Yeah, of the top yeah. ones, they're still mm. very strong. It's bold, but it's uh, still a, yeah, there's still a big gap between them and everybody else. But yeah, yeah. Um, so clip. yeah, just the Golden Cliff has kind of moved down underneath a couple other artists. Like, <laughs> yeah, the Golden Coral Reef. It's blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we're yeah. talking about coming back to the U.S. is the Grand Onslaught Three in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, how many players is this? Is this is a couple of hours. players, mm. five round event. Uh, this is a bit of a slobber knocker. You, you'll see. You'll see what I mean when we get to the the breakdown. Well, let's get Justin, to the what, breakdown. What are we going to see there? So, Imperial Perfection. There are four sisters, four custodes, two Admac, two Grey Knights. And the Space Marines Perfection, there are three Dark Angels, one Space Wolf, one Ultramarine, two Salamanders, one Black Templar. Chaos Perfection, one T-Sons, one Death Guard, one Demon, three Renegade Knights. Mm. Mm-hmm. Xeno Perfection, two Necrons, two Orcs, four Tau. This is a really nice even spread right now. For now. Five Mind Perfection, <laughs> three Tyranids, two GSC. I love this so far. Am I going to hate it in a minute? Yes, I am. Eldari Superfection, there are two Eldari, <laughs> two Drukari, seven Harlequins, and then five Asuriani. So the faction podium becomes the Harlequins taking it at seven, followed closely by Asuriani at five, and then Tau, Sisters, and Custodes tied for third with four each. So was, I, I can say it was great until we got to that uh, Eldari Superfaction. <laughs> the players in the South like playing Eldar, like playing Eldari, like playing Harlequins. So it's probably a very good time. So they like playing the best factions in the game. If you look yeah. at that podium, there is one of those things is not like the others. And there's four sisters players. Apart from that, that is the four best uh, best factions in the game on our podium. I feel like. Uh... Down in Florida, they they love playing the best. They 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 pull no punches. They're just they like no this punches. is a this is a savage land, and we will play I savage am not 40K. testing stuff. I know this is the best. I'm coming there with the best. Well, so jumping into the list, this uh, current one of the top players in the ITC, Quinton Johnson, um, who's been really having a bumpy year so far. We're only like three months in, but he's he's killing it, <laughs> suffice to say. And probably the pick to win, like just based on name value and the current track record. Um, He's playing Asurani. He's got a custom craft world as well, which is Children of Prophecy once again, as in the ones and twos will count as, uh, will count as three, and uh, Vengeful is the other one. I can't remember what Vengeful was. I looked it up before, but I can't remember now. Um, he has uh, two Warlock Skyrunners, a, sorry, a Conclave of two Warlock Skyrunners, uh, two Farseer Skyrunners, um, sorry, a reg- sorry, apologies, a Foot Farseer and a Farseer Skyrunner, five uh, Rangers, three Shining Spears, Five are Wind Riders, uh, and then he goes into his second detachment. This one has another Warlock Conclave just walking. Baharoth, another Farseer to make it the third. Um, the second of the second Asurani list with the trip Farseers in it. Five Rangers, two times ten Wraith Blades, boys, and lot. two That's and two Wraith small Blades. units of Wind Riders. So he has one big five man and two times three Wind Riders. So very mobile around these two big bricks. Those Wraith Blades, I mean, is that what what am I missing? Okay, I should say they have they have some things going for them. You know they they um um I think they're neg. Gosh, I should I guess I should describe the board the neg one damage. Yeah, neg one damage. damage. Uh, I believe you can you can activate a, a few key stratagems on them, mm-hmm. but other than that, they just kind of walk around. 
It's true. They just kind of walk at you. I mean, he will have quickened, so he can sling one every now and then, but I can't charge afterwards. I can just post up the next turn. Um, Vengeful is each 12 model with this attribute makes an attack with a melee weapon, and a modified hit roll of six scores one additional hit. So those race blades are going to be supercharged okay. when they make, okay. if and when they make combat. I, if I, I, I can tell you right now, I believe they're both sword and board, if my memory serves. Um, and yeah, this is like... Well, so if I was to guess what this list is, this is Mortal Wound Spam. He has only one Elder big shooting unit. Smite. He's going to Eldritch Storm, and he's going to have five psychers sitting behind 20 freaking Wraith Blades. And if you try and can, exactly, you try and contest the middle, he's just going to bang, 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 give you 15 mortal wounds. That's probably, and see how you like probably it. sit within that bubble, mm. two or three deep of Wraith Blades. Yep. And just be like, you can't, I know you can't dig me out. So what, what are you going to do to contest these middle objectives? Because yeah, I'm just going to. don't even have mulch. anything. You know, you don't have any additional guns to throw on the Windriders. Yeah, the Windriders just kind of dance around. I actually quite like the smaller units as well. I know um, some other gentlemen, like Jack Harster, have been taking um, Shroud Runners for a similar role as your your second unit of quick... Um, Shroud Runners have the uh, sniper rifle, the... Um, yeah. Like, Haywire grenade, not Haywire, but the uh, Tanglefoot type, type grenades or whatever. Hmm. Um, so... Wraith Blades have three attacks base, and this guy's Quinzes have exploding sixes, and they're going to be what? Uh, Strength six, minus three, one damage, and they make two additional attacks with that weapon if they're sword and board. Um, Yeah, pretty good. Sorry, uh, if they have two swords, I believe. Actually, can I take a shield? The shield, the. uh, the Uh, It's it's axing the shield. Yeah, it's action shield. Apologies. Yeah. I keep thinking it's sword and shield. So yeah, they're strength seven minus three two damage with uh, three attacks, exploding sixes apiece. Yeah, I mean, look, they got a great stat profile. We have not seen them used effectively yet, uh, but maybe maybe they have. I hope they do well. Yeah, maybe the qual- quantity is going to bring mm-hmm. a little quality to this, and then also that tech you were talking about. I, I think you're probably you you probably nailed it with that. Is that they want to draw you in close? They want to mire mm. you uh, in this assault element, and then you're simply well, just smite it off the table. This uh, to me, if if I was going to make an assumption, I'm thinking this gentleman is planning for custodies and tower. Uh, mortal wounds is one of the best ways to combat tower they all have involves they have involves all over the place but they can't stop you casting they have no way to stop you casting so when you're children of prophecy you just cast whenever you want whatever power you want it's just gonna happen and when you want to you can very reliably flex into big smites at times as well um, and get the get the range you want so i think this is a dominant psychic army that's built around a defensive uh base rather than a flexible or dynamic base which we see a lot of other asurani builds um so i love this a lot it's still got all the main pieces as well still got baharoth still got the rangers to jump around still got the, the big rim wider bricks still got small um shining spears which will probably play as your flying company like oh is one unit of wraith, blade, wraith blades getting invested on too hard and worry about it going down it's three or four left bang shining spears go take care of that problem turn the tide for us um i think it's very well thought out and i probably i'm going to pick quinton at the end for my player to take it all because i know how well he's doing this season nice um john thacker is up next seeing as there were three renegade night players here i have to have a look at a renegade night list um he's playing custom household abominable constitution in famous heraldry abominable constitution is the extra wounds and extra move um and you don't your movement your movement profile never never degrades um in Famous Heraldry, I believe, is the one reroll to hit, if I remember right. But feel, pl- please correct me in the chat. I, I had to hold... More than Famous. Yeah, more than Famous. I had to hold so many pieces of data, so many custom builds in my head this week. Um, he has a Lancer, 
which I'm a very big fan of in uh, Renegade's Knights. I like it a lot more. In Re- it's one of the only pieces I like more in Renegade than I like in Imperial. Um, he has a single Megera, then he has three melee war dogs, um, and then four Moiraxes, three of them with, with uh, double lightning locks, one with lightning lock and a claw. So he has the melee pressure. He has the tweener role taken care of by a single Moirax and the Megera, who can kind of do of everything. Um, and then he has three Moiraxes sitting at the back of the board as well. Yeah, and it's all string six, which plays really well into Harlequins. Exactly right, my dude. Remember what we, th- we talked about? I don't know, if Dustin, if you can add to this, but one of the main, the two main things that I think you can add to your army to get a little bit better into Harlequins is things that auto-wound on sixes or that explode on sixes. Because you can only hit them on fours, look at the things that can make up the shortfall for the things like, like Tesla-like effects. Because if you're only hitting on fours, you're missing out on your threes or your twos. Getting doubles or triples on sixes can, you know, in effect mean you are hitting on threes or twos math-wise anyway. And then if you're winning on sixes, you, you ignore a lot of the penalties for you know minus one to wound orders or etc etc um and so lightning locks i think are a very good option no absolutely no it makes perfect sense what you're saying you're again you're nailing it right on the head you seem to know what you're talking about adam i feel like we're <sighs> we have you on here for a reason because you definitely thanks you, boys you're you're calling you're calling it well it's, it's it's a very good way to kind of mitigate the minus minus to hit and only hit on fours kind of thing because let's, let's be honest most most harlequin players are playing late right now so that's what you're kind mm. of got to be ready for so when you're tesla on sixes it just kind of it completely mitigates that it helps you a mm. lot now i'm speaking from a faction that we're used to hitting on fours so when you say we you hit me on fours, like, okay, <laughs> I, I don't care it's fine nothing changed <laughs> nothing has changed so but for like, when you have the options to to do that then it actually makes a big difference and then even just hitting on threes sometimes too it, it's makes a big difference when you because a minus one doesn't happen after you only hit on fours like you don't go okay you only hit me on fours and now you're minus one so hitting on threes it's still it hurts to get that minus one to hit so you can still kind of mitigate it that way but the exploding six like you're saying like especially tesla that's might might be hmm. one of the reasons that necrons might be making more of a because you know tesla we, we always call it tesla but tesla is only the necron thing yeah it's a tesla like <laughs> it it's a, extra hits when you roll a six yeah extra yeah, hits when you roll the, a six the Tesla-like effect, yeah, the which Tesla all the Moiraxes like, have, exactly. the Megara has. Um, mm-hmm. had this crazy thought. There's a little-known uh, nighthouse called Volca that has a strat to explode on sixes. Um, and I thought, maybe that's, this is a thing people need to look maybe. into now. Um, we have one more list, and I wanted to pull this out simply because we, did, we didn't have a single bugs list. We didn't have a single bugs list on the show, so I wanted to get a Gene Stiller cult on the show because I love hey. you too, Dustin. You're a good lad. Dominic, was there any of this event? Was there actually any of this event? I don't think so. Uh, did I? I didn't do a. I didn't do a single Space Marine list, did I? Oof! No, shame on Adam. Everybody, everybody, shame. This one. There is. I didn't do any. No, the other one. Never mind. <laughs> that was the other one. Uh, so this is Dominic uh, Iovino. Uh, he's playing uh, Twisted Helix Battalion and Patrol. He has just every character. He has one of like every character and two Patriarchs. And so he's got a Biophagus, Kelamorph, Magus, Patriarch, fifteen Acolytes. Um, 20 and 14 neophytes. I know one of those is uh, pretty much basic, and the other one is kitted up with all the goodies. Uh, he has a Clamavus and a Locus, like I said, every character. Um, 10 pure strains, 8 jackals, 2 rock grinders, and then he goes into the next next uh, patrol. Sanctus, completing the every character of everyone. Um, oh, he has a second. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyone had that on the bingo cards? Um, second Patriarch, 2 more units of 10 acolytes. These are all kitted up for melee, and 10 more pure strains. 
Um, I found this one a little bit interesting because I, it's Hero Hammer. It's got, it's got one of everything. And I, I was thinking there's some of these that aren't a great pick unless you're willing to take a lot of relics and spend a lot of CP. Um, in addition, he has a lot of units. He has a lot of infantry units, two pure strains, three units of Akos, two units of Neophytes, um, and then a single unit of Jackals. Um, I, I wanted to pan pass this over to Dustin. What do you feel like is going on with this list? Why so many characters? Because the GSC characters are the best thing in the codex, to be honest. Now, yep. I don't know, like the Locust right now, people are sleeping on it. The Locust is yep. so, so strong. I've yeah, been using it in secret. I'm not having to streaming my games where I'm using it because it's so good right now. I don't want people to learn about it. It is a character that has the bodyguard keyword for one for one character that you pick in the beginning of the deployment. Ah, okay. Game. Yep. So you can literally have like, oh, I'm giving away my secrets now. See, this is why you have to watch the Thursday show. It's the only way you learn this kind of stuff. <laughs> if you actually like have, say, a Goliath behind a wall, and then a Locust three inches from that, and then a Patriarch, if, you, if that's your bodyguarding, three inches further from that, the Locust and the Patriarch are now untargetable in shooting. That's true and frustrating <laughs> wow so you're you're kind of it so that's kind of creating that daisy chain we we see from we, we're used to seeing from things like celestine yep exactly we have mm. that kind of thing too right now the locust is i actually here here you go here's some more secret stuff like i'm actually running two locusts right now on my actual list oh no <laughs> oh snap it's uh it's good so yeah the, that that alone for a 50 point character and they're not bad in combat plus they in close combat too, they can heroic six inches. And if you can target the locust in close combat, you have to. Oh, there you go. So like yeah. it's it like um Blood Angel, what is exactly. the sacrifice strat? Exactly. Angel yes. sacrifice. Angel sacrifices for yeah, that's cool. That's actually quite cool. Yeah. He's actually he's he's a beast. For fifty points, he's absolutely mm. incredible. Uh but yeah, like I said, the characters are just they're so good. Like we give up assassinate, but we don't care. Because <laughs> yeah, if we right. if we play it right you have to overcommit to kill some of these characters. And we love it when people overcommit to us because you see all mm. the melee threats in this army. Even the rock grinders are melee threats. Like it's, it's yeah. insane how much damage we can do to you if you come close to us. Is, um, is assassinate and no prisoners in the same category? Uh, assassinate and bring it down, I believe, are in the same category. Okay, fair enough. Easy, easy, easy. Um, so yeah, I thought that was an interesting, an interesting list because a bit off meta is way more characters than I'm used to. And the biophagus being there with uh, usually when I see a biophagus, I assume I'm going to see ten aberrants because they're going to be there to buff them up, or I see multiple big units of Akos. And so you had the two ten mans that were kitted up with everything. So I'm assuming that's where those buffs are going. Um, yeah, the, the buffs on the Yakolets makes sense, or the like probably put like the five up field of pain on the twenty man maybe. But yep. uh, the the only downside is that because they're not aberrants, you have to roll for the buff. Yes, but that's for true. accolades, there's only one that you don't really want. It's still not bad. Like the, the extra AP is like it's not bad, but you want one of the other two, so you have a good chance of getting one that you want. Beautiful. Why yeah. get time? Well, knowing well, we got to pick a winner here. I think uh, your uh, Adam, you said Quentin. Uh, any any response or refuse to that, Dustin? For, for who's winning this thing? It could be winner or a faction. I mean, I want to say Gene Steeler cult, but uh, that uh, Quentin Johnson list is actually pretty good. So I gotta, I gotta say a Suriani. Also, I, I think it's, I think it's Suriani too. I don't, I don't know that it's going to be this Wraith Blade list, uh, but I think Suriani have what it takes to to punch into Harlequins and Custodes. I just, I just, I just thought of something from Quinton's list. Also, okay. my phone, my phone is on fifteen uh, percent battery. So if I, b I bounce uh, out, boys, go on without me. We got a fight um, going here in a minute. 
No, no, no. So wraith, wraith, like wraith blades are toughness six with minus one damage. So what do shuriken cannons hate about that profile? They're going to wound Everything. them on fours, and they're going to yeah, do gonna, one freaking damage. damage. And they're going to four up invuln against the actual big shuriken shots. Oh, they're minus one anyway. Take, you got to four up invuln no matter what. So they're going to, you can just have, you can have nine void weavers all you want. If you flub on your big shots, guess what? You're screwed because your little shots aren't going to do a damn thing. Well, they have invulnerable saves too, so you might. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can just use fate dice to make sure you get past the big shots. Well, as oh. many as you roll. And then bang, bada bing, bada boom. You got, I'm going to have four up saves against uh, doing one damage against all your other shots. There we go. Well, let's just do it. Let's be uh, uh, cognizant of the battery life uh, and uh, everyone else's time in chat. Let's, let's, <laughs> uh, let's get into the Fuego Rapido. The Fuego Rapido is a segment we do each and every week uh, where we give ourselves a series of topics. We run down. Uh, we have a clock. It starts at two minutes. It runs down to zero um, each two minute segment. Uh, we oh, production is like oh we have a clock we have a clock <laughs> hold tight well, well I'll tell it. you what we uh, in absence of a clock uh, what we're gonna do is just give everybody one answer then we'll go down to the next one uh, done so here's the first question Alpha and that's April Fool's edition by the way this is March thirty first uh, so we could be a little bit goofy with this uh, don't hold us to it clock is already at zero so April Fool's we don't have, actually have a clock yeah, we Alpha did Legion. It. Actually, <laughs> traders. Yes, they're no? actually trade. Ooh, yes. By by now, yes. Like, there's no by coming now. back from. Well, forty first millennium in the in the thirty thirty like in thirty k. Maybe you could argue that their intentions were good. If but now there's no there's no doubt they've done some Wait, messed up stuff. There's no coming back from. You don't so, think those are people just wearing the Alpha Legion armor, or or are they all the, all of the, one of the primarchs? Or, or the, I, I shouldn't say there may not be more than one Primark. Yeah, the wearing of flesh, the chaos possessions—they're definitely you don't, you redeemable. You don't know that was them. Definitely redeemable. <laughs> I don't—I don't know how I can justify that. After ten thousand years, now, okay, now maybe they're traitors. But when they first started doing this stuff, now nah, it's well, funny. you can There's start funny. with good. You can start with good intentions. I've done we, many a hobby project with good intentions. So are you saying every rebellion was always just good intentions? They're not. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. <laughs> every, every every redemption thinks <laughs> they're a, they're a freedom fighter or they're fighting injustice. That's fair. We're out of time. Best trickster in forty k. This can be a character, faction, player, or forty k personality. Let's. What? Changeling. Oh, mm. come on. Fate Weaver. Doesn't? Or, or Zinch themselves, actually. Probably Zinch. Oh, themselves. I can't remember the guy's name now. Why can't I think of the guy's Luca, name? L Lucas the Trickster? What? No. His name His name is actually Trickster. His like, nickname is Lucas He's got a pretty trickster. powerful ability, too, which uh, more, definitely more of a trick than a treat. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, let's hear. The, actually, if there's anybody in the chat, uh, what do you, if you have a favorite or who is the the trickiest trickster in the chat? Uh, please let us know. Uh, jo jo Jonathan Quinnell, I think, is the biggest trickster personality. Oh, nice, clever, yeah, very clever. Also mm -hmm. on the Frontline Gaming Network, which, which you can tune in. I think on uh, Tuesday, Monday, Mondays, Mondays, Monday, live. You want Monday, Grim after Dank. All right. Uh, jankiest jank rule that was ever a part of the game. Oh, Look, uh, I want to say it. And it just, there's no dispute in this. Hit and run. What? That's, that's a good, I've... that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, um, I'm just kidding. You actually can dispute it. You have about <laughs> 10 seconds. Uh, uh, 
It's actually hard to dispute hit and run. It's actually I'm actually struggling to dispute hit and run. I don't know anything better than hit and run. Hit and run was jank and and, and BS. No, I I, I um, there's there's a it's a tie for two. There's two tied for me. I can't. Invisibility just came in the chat. That that's one of them. It wasn't the one that first came to mind. Was it janky though? Twice in the chat. Was it, was it janky though? It just seemed like crap. Like you no, know, absolutely. You, you guys, yeah. you guys, come on, guys. You you should know this one. This is this is easy. Cold ambush. No blips, 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 pretty awesome, but no blips are pretty janky. I'm th- I'm talking about soul burst, man. Oh, oh, good call, good call, yeah, everybody. Don't don't refute that, Polly. Don't don't even try. That's not you can't you can't say soul burst wasn't the jankiest. Like, come on, it did feel pretty good for me to fire dark. Burst. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that, that's a fair point. All right, next topic is see your favorite April first prank. Oof. Okay, so it has to be uh, relatively harmless in nature. Yeah, I, I can't talk about some of them because they're not. Um, re- replacing guys... salt with sugar. Much Ooh. much nicer than the other way around. Yeah, that's true. Much nicer. Um, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you guys have Do you guys have stink bombs? Do you yep. guys have oh, yeah. prank stink bombs? We we once got like thirty of the damn things and just nuked the whole school into like evacuation. With stink bombs, wow. like every classroom got a stink bomb. It was wow. pretty. It was pretty good. Dennis the menace over there. You can see how I did not do well at school. <laughs> <laughs> we were never in it. It's true. I was evacuated. Stinky in there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. The best. I can't. I can't even. The only. The only one that I could think of that I remember. This was just one time when I was like eight years old. I pretended I drank the whole alcohol collection. Oh. Because there was a bunch of empty bottles. I took all the, because it was all the recycling. I brought them all in. I put them all on the counter and laid down, pretending I was drunk. I was, I was like eight. I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> My mom yeah. was not happy. Pre- uh, I'm doing the bunny is pretended. <laughs> pretended, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Drunk, drunk little April Dustin. Based mission. What is, a me- what is an April Fool's oh. mechanic that would go into a mission? Yeah, okay. Basically, full mechanic. I can think of that. Uh, Definitely, like an object- objective is explode. I always loved that. Like yes. sabotage objectives; those were cool. Yeah. Like it's progressive. It, it has be... to be progressive, mm-hmm. and the the objectives yeah. just explode and take the unit with them off the table. I um I remember playing a mission years ago that had um they the TO came down and put all the objectives on the on the table and it had little pieces of paper sticky taped underneath them and when you controlled them for i think a turn or two you flipped it up and either you took damage or you gained points and there was like only like two that gained you points and four of the six blew you the hell up it was so that was legit <laughs> like teleporting uh terrain whenever you walk through terrain you have to roll a random die and then you end up in a different piece of terrain oh, that's or, cool or actually you, so the judge you know you come by and and they have a, a chart. They roll, and they make the the halfway through the game make the character or the players switch table sides. That's another cool one. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, but I another would not, one, I, I, as soon as they went to go move, move uh, take one unit. That's when I'd say April Fools. I wouldn't wait till they got halfway through. <laughs> if you want to do a crazy April Fools one, you just uh, you roll a d six or, or a, a d four for which table quarter you have to deploy your army in, and you just have to different units all over the place. There's a fantasy right next to each other. Even if right next to each other, it just it just happens. Too bad. 
Oh, that's rough. That's rough. I don't do not use these mechanics. These are not suggestions. Yeah, no, 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 not suggestions. No. Nope. <laughs> irritate some players, which we do want to don't want to do because if we irritate the players, they won't come to the tournament, so they won't have anything to talk about um, this week or the next. So hey, that's the end of our show. Uh, if you have liked this, uh, well, thank you. First off, <laughs> please also leave a thumbs up or a comment or a five-star review in iTunes or wherever you listen to this after the fact. Uh, that is one of the ways that other people, you kind of like uh, April Fool, the ag- algorithm into, into uh, having people discover the show. And that way you got more people to talk to during the live part of the uh, portion. Look, and if you are listening to us live, Thank you all so much again uh, for taking the time uh, each and every week to come and hang out with us. We really appreciate it. It's been a blast. Uh, Dustin, Adam. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Love you guys. Uh, we so, definitely... Having so much fun. I had thumbs up the entire time. Nice. We'll be back next week. We'll see you all <laughs> soon. See you guys. See ya. <laughs>